bagadaba zokala de brina kokoroto sokele de brina ata egebo jakele de mamra gadaba zokala de brina egebo jakele de babra gadaba zokala de brina kokoroto sikele de ma egeba jokala de brina lebro jakele de baba legoroto sikele de mange egele ne ma jokala de boro rakoto sokele de babra gade jakele de ma egebo jokala de babara rakoto lombo rokotuna kali ne mamba engebo jokala de braha praise you father Praise you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we rejoice that we have this another opportunity to fellowship in the light of your word. We walk in the light even as you are in the light. And we have fellowship with one another. And we rejoice that our fellowship is in the light. So the entrance of your word tonight give it light. We decree that your people are gifted revelation knowledge. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. Bodies and yokes are destroyed. Your people are built up, equipped, edified, and Jesus glorified. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our feet together. As we say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally therefore today i will understand the word of his grace i will be built up by the end of this service i will never be the same never ever be the same again in jesus name and every believer says a powerful amen we want to welcome everybody to 30 days of glory 2021 oh my goodness we're so excited to welcome every one of you to this service tonight Wherever you're watching around the world by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social media community, we're so glad to welcome all of you to the service tonight. And we want to also welcome the Aquaibom State community connected by way of Comfort FM, XL FM, Radio Aquaibom, Passion FM, Inspiration FM, Heritage FM. We're so glad to welcome every one of you to the service. Do me a favor tonight, invite a friend, a family member, a neighbor somewhere, ask them to tune to this radio station right now life is flowing through the airways and i'm so excited to welcome all of the social media community brothers and sisters online what a joy to labor with all of you together to see that this gospel gets to the ends of the earth help me share the video on your page share with as many groups as possible on your page join as many groups as possible and also put the videos on monogram telegram drop them on whatsapp groups let's lighten the dark places of the earth our campus is around the world. What a joy to welcome all of you to the service tonight, guys. It's going to be an exciting adventure in the word of his grace. Are we excited to be in church this evening? Can we celebrate the word of God with a shout? Glory! Amen! Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self as we get into the word of his grace tonight. Mm-mm-mm. Alright, so we're examining the emphasis of the Holy Spirit in salvation. The emphasis of the Holy Spirit in salvation. We have been looking at the things of the Spirit. Basically, things in the Spirit and things by the Spirit. In the Spirit and by the Spirit. Let's define the word Spirit. Let's define the word Spirit. 
When we say spirit, what is spirit? And sometimes you hear people like to say, you are a spirit. And trying to make it, you know, trying to establish that you are, you know, um, that part of you that is indestructible. And we kind of have a feeling that the word spirit and the word ghost are the same thing. We say ghost is someone who died and then he is being seen again. But the word spirit must be given its biblical definition. The very first time, there are two major words actually for the word spirit in the Bible. The very first word is the word ruach. R-U-A-C-H, ruach in the Hebrew. And it was used in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. Put it up for me. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Next verse. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That can be the ghost of God. So when we say ruach, when translated from the Hebrew to the Greek, it is a word pneuma. Pneuma. P-N-U-E-M-A. Pneuma. Pneuma just represents what ruach says and they are representing the same thing again when that word spirit was used it was used in genesis chapter 2 verse 7 genesis chapter 2 verse number 7 and the lord god formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul the breath the breath into his nostrils dust of the ground it says the dust of the ground formed the physical body of man the dust of the ground and that is why even if you shower for 10 hours when you're through with your shower when you come out and you clean your skin you will still find dust because man came from the dust of the earth there's no amount of scrubbing you will scrub your skin to remove all the dust on your skin because the dust is what compose is, is what your body is composed of. Alright now. So every man, whether you are ugly or beautiful, you are dirt. Dirt. D-R-I-T. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the word breathe. Breathe. Breath is the same word spirit. It's like his spirit came into him. Breath into or the breath of God same word ruach of god and it depicts breath or air breath or air so you find the same word using the greek pneuma air the greek makes it clearer the air you know the air we breathe and then genesis chapter 6 there's the word spirit used again genesis chapter 6 verse number 3 genesis chapter 6 verse number three and the lord said my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years his days shall be a hundred and twenty years my ruach my spirit shall not always strive with man my ruach that is my spirit that's because from adam to his children 
to Noah, God was speaking to them. He communicates with man by his spirit. He says, my spirit shall no longer strive with man. The word strive is the word argue. My spirit shall no more argue. That is, my spirit shall no more contend. Alright, contend. To contend issues with. So it has to do with speaking. My spirit shall no more contend issues with man. Okay, and it has to do with speaking. My spirit shall no longer be talking to man who is rebellious. My spirit shall no longer be talking to man who is rebellious. For his days are 120. He's not talking about shortening the days of man. Mm -mm. His days is 120. If you read this account well, it's about Noah using 120 years to talk, to preach, and to convince man. That is, the years that Noah will use to convince man will be 120. It was not God giving man a yardstick of how long he will live on earth. And that's why sometimes when people do not study the Bible well, they read their thoughts into the scriptures. Then if a man dies at the age of 60, they say he died very young. Then you ask him how long should he have lived? At least 120. Why? Because the Bible says so. No, no sir. The Bible doesn't say that 120 years is long life. In fact, 500 years is not long life. Because in the Old Testament, people live for a thousand years. Thousand years. 999 years. So 500 can be long life. When the Bible is talking about long life, it's not talking about human life. It's talking about eternal life. It's talking about the forever life. That is the real long life. Are we together here? So, Noah will be preaching for 120 years to convince man. Because Noah was a prophet. Who is a prophet? A prophet is a man who ministers by the spirit. A man who ministers by the ruach of God. That's a prophet. A man who ministers by the spirit or a man who ministers by the ruach of God. So, Noah ministered by the ruach of god and then he says my spirit shall no longer strive with man after 120 years in other words he is saying the dates for his long suffering and after that there was the ark and after the ark was judgment after 120 years of preaching there was the ark and after the ark was the destruction of the earth but the point is my spirit. So when he says my spirit shall no longer strive with man. He is describing how he was using Noah. Who was a preacher of righteousness. To preach to the people of his day. He won the people for 120 years. So when we have the spirit the ruach. Ruach refers to life. Ruach refers to life. And life life that is why the word ruach or pneuma is used to speak of life because life cannot be seen ruach to speak of life because life cannot be seen the wind blow it he was talking about born again he was talking about born of the ruach born of the pneuma 
Then when it says, a man is born of the pneuma, born of the flesh is flesh, born of the pneuma is pneuma. Then it says, the wind blow it. Because the pneuma is wind, is breath. You can't see where it's coming from. Nobody sees life. But you will see the activities. You hear the sound. You can't see it, but you hear the sound. So that's why you have the word air. And the word breath used to explain life. Air and breath used to express to explain life how many of you have seen life before you have seen life how many of you have seen life passing on the road how many of you can touch somebody's life i mean physically nobody why you don't see life you only feel it you only have the effect of life in man the effect of life i have never seen life in me but i feel the effect i feel the effect when i am talking to you it is sure that i have life so you know that's the same with the word spirit the word spirit is used to depict unseen things unseen beings when we say spirit we are talking of unseen unseen things unseen beings please i like you to pay attention because this subject we are dealing with in soteria is very very critical in the life of a believer because if you don't understand spirituals you will be an ordinary christian who is pregnant with deposits of the supernatural so you you, you better pay attention it's very important mm -mm. now so the word spirit is used to speak of the unseen things or unseen beings that's why you have demon spirits it's not because they are ghosts they didn't die they didn't die <laughs> but demon spirits because you can't see them but you can see their activities they are unseen evil spirits demon spirits when we say angels angels are also spirits that mean they are alive whatever is alive virtually and cannot be seen is referred to as spirit whatever is alive virtually and cannot be seen but is alive is referred to as spirit god is a spirit man is a spirit angels are spirits god is a spirit man is a spirit and angels are spirits so when he says my spirits that means the word spirit can only be addressed to god the spirit of god my spirit so that means you must be able to say this spirit or that spirit to explain the word spirit spirit of god demon spirit human spirit the word spirit is not a standalone it must be explained by what type of spirit angels spirits so that means you must be able to explain the word spirit the word spirit is not ghost 
is not someone who dies and shows up in your village. It's simply an unseen reality. An unseen fact. And an unseen person. Unseen reality. Unseen fact. Unseen person. The word spirit. Are you still here? Unseen reality. Unseen fact. Unseen person. That is the word spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. Second Corinthians 1 20. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen. Unto the glory of God by us. Talking about Jesus Christ. Next verse 21. Now he which established us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. Is God. The word endless of the spirit means the proof of the spirit. He has given to us the proof of the spirit. Romans chapter 15 verse 8 and 9. 15, 8 and 9 Romans. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. Next verse. And that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written for this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. So we said that God gave a promise in different times. Like Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. In sundry times, diverse manners, the prophet spoke to the fathers. Now that promise is fulfilled in who? In Christ. By Jesus. So, by Jesus' death, burial and resurrection, God fulfilled the promise. Acts 13, 33 to 34, Brother Paul established that God has fulfilled that promise which he made to the fathers unto us, their children. Now listen carefully. So we can safely call salvation the giving of the spirit. Salvation is the giving of the spirit. So we can say, what is salvation? Salvation is God giving his spirit to man. Salvation is God giving his spirit to man. How did he do it? He did it when Jesus died. When he was buried and when he rose from the dead. Say with me everybody very loud in this house like a choir. Salvation is God giving his spirit to man. Can we say it again? One to go salvation is God giving his spirit to man. Now say with me, salvation therefore is the gift of the spirit. The gift of the spirit is salvation. So when we say you are saved, what are we saying? Huh? You have the gift of the spirit. That's correct. At what stage was man when God gave him his spirit? At the stage of a sinner. So God doesn't give his spirit to good people. God gives his spirit to sinners. But when he gives his spirit, you don't remain a sinner. The coming of the spirit frees you from sin. Because that's what salvation is. 
Salvation is God giving his spirit to sinners. Jesus spoke about that in John 14, 16. John chapter 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter, Alos, Alos Paracletos, that he may abide with you forever. Next verse. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So, the spirit will be given to dwell where? In you. Whenever you hear the word in you, I will explain what in you means. The word in you is not like how many people are in the house. 15 people are in the house. Now that's not in you. It's not the same as when you say, I am in the car with Dr. Gabriel. It's not the same. The word in you is to speak of your nature. Your nature. When you say Christ in you, you are not referring to Christ in you and you have two persons. You are saying the identity of the man is Christ. Christ in you means the identity of the man is Christ. When you say the spirit in you, you are saying the identity of the man is the spirit. The word in you is to explain identity. So it's not just to explain location, but also to explain identity. So he says, he will be in you forever. He speaks of the eternal nature of these. That is, it's going to be an eternal residence or an eternal nature. Now quickly, just like life, the spirit enables. Just like life, the spirit enables. Let me speak briefly of science, which I'm not an expert in. Someone is in a coma or someone fainted and collapsed. Then the doctors say, we resuscitated the person. We resuscitated the person. The moment they resuscitate the person, the organs of that body begins to function. The moment he is resuscitated, the organs begins to function. That means life enables. Life enables. That means life gives abilities. Life gives abilities. That's why the word quicken was used by Paul twice in two different places. Quicken in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 1. And you who were dead in trespasses and sins. That had he quickened is not in the original. And you... Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Number one. You were dead in trespasses and sins. 
How were you dead? You were dead because he says the spirit of the prince of the air was in you. The spirit of the prince of the air was in you. The presence of that spirit of the prince of the air in you was dead. And everyone that is not born again is possessed. <laughs> Let me repeat. Everyone that is not born again is possessed by the spirit called the prince of the power of the air. And it is the spirit that is at work in the children of disobedience to the gospel. There's a spirit. No man is permitted to be neutral. Life does not permit vacuum. You're either possessed by God or you're possessed by the spirit of the devil. You can never be neutral. No matter how nice you are. <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy, let him come under pressure. Then you will see what is truly inside. That Mr. Nice Guy, that moralist, who is not born again, let the pressures of life hit him. The reality of what possesses him will come to bear. There's no man that is not possessed. There's no empty man. <laughs> Every man is possessed. The only difference is... <laughs> the only difference is what is possessing him. Are we teaching here? Every human being is possessed by something. <laughs> In other words... There was a life walking in you when you were not born again. And that life was death. Life as death. That means the abilities were the abilities of spiritual death. The abilities at work in the man that is not regenerated by the gospel are the abilities of spiritual death. Then in verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 2, he now gives us a description. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3, among whom also we all, did you see all? We all, did you see all, had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and we are by nature the children of wrath even as others you were dead but you had conversations but you are dead but you were walking you were dead but you were fulfilling desires you were dead, but you were pursuing projects, destiny, plan, vision, career, but you were dead. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. Ephesians, but God, the glory of God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Next verse. Even when we were dead in sins, had 
quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Quickened means to give life. To quicken means to give life. You were dead but he enabled you. What happened? It means by the coming in of Christ you are now effective. He enables. He enables you. What happens is you are now effective. You were raised together with Christ. He says you were seated there effective. Seated effective. Something happened because of that life. Romans, I mean Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9. Ephesians chapter 2 verse For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. Next verse. Not of works lest any man should boast. He says you are saved. You are saved. Verse 10. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God before ordained that we should walk in them. You are created in Christ. Verse 11. Because you are created in Christ, wherefore remember that you were you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called on circumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Next verse. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. 13. But now. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ, by the life of Christ. So the life he gave you made you effective. It made you something. It gave you the capacity to do things. So we were given the spirit to give us capacity. We were given the spirit of salvation. To give us capacity. To give us ability. That's why the believer. Is said. To be in the spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 8 and 9. Romans chapter 8 verse 8 and 9. So then. They that are in the flesh. Cannot please God. Next verse. But. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. How do I know you are a child of God? You have the spirit of Christ. How do you get the spirit of Christ? Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Next verse. For the law of the spirit of life where? In Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Romans chapter 8 verse 10 to 11. 
10 to 11. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. 14. But as many, verse 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So he describes salvation with the terms of the spirit. He describes salvation with the terms of the spirit. Look at verse 15 and 16 of Romans 8. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are what? The children of God. So in other words, when we have the spirit, we become effective something happens to a man who has received the spirit yeah yeah something happens to a man who is saved he becomes someone else after you got born again i'm sure your friends say, ah, you're no more the person we used to know yeah 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 you have the spirit of god yeah you have the spirit of god yeah there is a change in his person it's not just the fact that his name is written in the book of life. He actually has changed because the spirit refers to life. That is, the spirit of God has given him access to a new operation of life. From what he used to have before. Which was the spirit of this world that was found in activities of death. Now he has the spirit of God found in the activities of life. He can't be the same person. So when a man is saved, he's actually changed. Like Paul will say, he has become a new creature. All things are passed away. Second Corinthians 5.17 That word new creation is where you have the word species. A kind of being. A new race. A new breed. A breed that never existed before. So something actually has changed. That is the day you answered what we call the altar call someone preached to you the details of salvation the minute you believe the gospel you are no more the same person the minute you believe the gospel you are no more the same person the moment you believe the gospel you become a brand new man hallelujah the mistake we make is when we receive the gospel and then people are sent to us in the name of follow up they tell you, you are now a child of God you are now a servant of God you must serve Christ with all your life then those follow up people have spoiled work for us in many times they now tell you these are the things you must do these are the things you must do for your salvation to be confirmed or to maintain the salvation those follow-up people a lot of them have messed up the work for us he now gives him a list of things to do step one step two 14 steps to sanctification 
perfect sanctification. So now, when they leave you from follow-up, you now think that what happened on that altar was intro. Now God is about to open chapter 1. And there are many chapters. There are more steps to take. And sometimes you need to know, they will tell you there's a long way to go. But not really. Everything we are learning from the day we got born again forever is what happened when we got born again. Everything you will learn from the moment you are born again till you see Jesus face to face is to discover all that happened. That microsecond when you say, Jesus, come into my heart. That microsecond what happened is all of God came in. But you don't know. So teaching now begins to unveil to you what happened when you received Christ and that teaching spans to eternity. Nothing is added after you are born again. Nothing is added. <laughs> when you give birth to a baby child, baby boy or baby girl, do you take a child to hospital for them to add nose? Add leg, add toes. No, the baby comes out complete. If the baby is going to be tall, the tall legs are inside. If the baby is going to have a big head, the big head is inside. If the baby is going to have that, is it 32 or 34? The dental system? 32, eh? All are inside the mouth. The intestines, the kidneys. The, the liver, the everything is inside. Even though that baby is lying down looking like nothing, everything that will make that baby a giant is in that baby. The day you receive Jesus, everything you will ever be in eternity came on your inside. Glory to God. And then as you begin to learn, learning for us is eating. Just like the baby starts eating to unleash everything inside. You also start feeding on the word by learning to unleash all that is inside. So can you see what disservice a church will do to a Christian where a Christian is in a church and is not taught? Many people come to us here for counseling. Have been in churches for, for monkey and donkey years. They don't even know what the Holy Spirit is. They don't know what tongues are. Some are not even born again. But they've been baptized, confirmed and confused. Did I just say that? Because that's exactly what it is. Teaching good here. So all we are doing right now is discovering... What God gave us the day we got born again. That's all we're doing right now. In giving you his spirit. It's just like when a child is born. like a, Nothing is added. He has received everything he will need. Just like a child of God after birth. You are not getting anything from God. You are just finding out. What is in what he gave you. You find people saved. And they get religion immediately. They receive Christ and they are given religion. 
religion negates the reality of what happened. So now they are now again struggling to arrive at what already happened. Why they never arrived is because there's nowhere to arrive. You can't look for what is not lost. No matter how much you keep looking for what is not lost, you will never find it. So they are trying to get what is not there. So they become hopeless. So ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth because they are pursuing shadows. They are trying to get what already they have. That's the tragedy of religion. Teaching God. You actually receive Christ and the gift of the spirit of God was given to you. Your identity on earth today is same identity as the spirit of God. Same. So what you do is to find out. You make discoveries of what really happened when you got saved. That's why brother Paul will say to Philemon that the communication of your faith may become effectual. How? By the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you because you are in Christ. That, that is, we will discover the things that are in Christ. But not just the things that are in Christ. Everything that is in Christ in us. So really, all we are doing is just discovery of what God gave to us. Because when we discover what God gave to us, we will not be singing more love, more power, more of you in my life. More love, more power. Emotions takes over. When there is ignorance, emotions will have to take over. So the one God gave you was installmental. God said, take installmental love, take installmental power, take installmental me. So what part is installmental God? Maybe he just gave you one of his legs. Take, if you behave well, the other one will follow. No. All of him. He gave you his spirit. And his spirit is his life. Teaching good? Sound me very loud. I have the life of God. All of God's life is inside me right now. Yeah, because if someone gives you his spirit, he has given you everything now. If, if someone gives you his spirit, not his kidneys, his spirit. <laughs> he didn't give you his liver. He gave you his spirit. What else remains for him? The spirit is life because of righteousness. Oh, glory to God. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1. Therefore, brother Paul now says, in light of what I have said. Second Corinthians 12 1, sorry. Second Corinthians chapter 12. No, first Corinthians 12 1. First Corinthians 12. Yeah. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren. Who is he talking to? Brethren. Brethren. 
I will not have you ignorant. Now, we said the spirit enables us. So, it is left for us to find out the abilities available to us. The spirit in us is God's ability in us. So, it is left for us to find out what are those abilities available to us. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1. Concerning spiritual gifts. Now, the word gifts is not in the original. It's actually supposed to read concerning spirituals. Spirituals. I will give you two or three other references. The word spirituals are things of the spirit. When we say spirituals, we mean things of the spirit. Remember, pneuma is the spirit. Pneuma. Pneumatology. The study of the Holy Spirit. The word pneuma. So, that is where we have the word pneumaticus. Pneumaticus. So, you have pneuma, T-I-K-O-S. Pneumaticus is things of or things that pertain to the spirit. The word ticos is used to describe events, elements, things that constitute an item. Ticos, things, events, elements. Pneumaticos. The word spirituals means things of the spirit. Spirituals. So you cannot say concerning things in the spirit gifts. That's tautology. So that's why gifts is not there. Concerning spirituals, pneumaticals, concerning the things in the spirit, which is the gifts. I will not have you ignorant. So there are things we cannot be ignorant about in the church. What? Spirituals. Not to stole my shoe. Not to stole my wedding gown. There's a department of intelligence in the state that helps in looking for such things. But in church, our mission and the things we cannot afford for you to be ignorant of is spirituals. Concerning spirituals, I will not have you ignorant. Concerning things of the spirit, it is used again in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 32. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse number 32. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. When Paul said the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets, he used the word pneumaticus. So we can say the things of the spirit of the prophets. The things of the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. Now, when he says the things of the spirit of the prophets, he is referring to the gifts of the spirit. The things of the spirit of the prophets, he is referring to the gifts of the spirit. How many of you know your abilities are subject to you? Huh? So, the things of the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophet because it is the prophet that puts them to use the abilities just do, do, do not just get to use by itself 
the prophet must put it to use. So the things of the spirit of the prophet are subject to the prophet. In 1 Thessalonians 5.19, pay attention. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 19. Quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. Same synonym, that, that's odd. It means quench not the things of the spirit. Quench not the things of the spirit. Because he was referring to prophecy. If you read the pretext and posters, he was talking about prophecy. Then he said, quench not the spirit, which means quench not the things of the spirit, which prophecy is one of it. Meaning, don't discourage prophecy. Don't silence prophecy. Don't silence tongues. Don't silence interpretation of tongues. Don't silence healing. Don't silence working of miracles. Quench not the things of the spirit. That's why I say you can't be ignorant of it. Because ignorance will make you quench it. Because if you're ignorant of something, you can't even operate it. So that's why he won't have you ignorant. Because there's a clear-cut instruction not to quench the things of the spirit. And we shall find out why in a few minutes. So when we say the things of the spirit, you're talking about what is in what God gave to us. What is in what God gave to us? What is in the spirit? You don't quench that. So when you mention a gift of the spirit, it's not another spirit. There's no different spirit for healing. Different spirit for prophecy. Different spirit for tongues. You know, some people say, my own gift is healing. <laughs> it's lack of teaching. Those are statements coming from bad pastoring. My own is prophecy. My own gift is designing of spirits. There's nothing like that. All the things are in the spirit that God put to you. And why are they there so you can use all of them? Of what use will it be to give me things I cannot use? Why do I have to carry it? Why do I have to kumba me? Why do I have to load me with things I cannot use? Is it for punishment or for what? All of them are inside the child of God so that the believer, they are the abilities. The believer has within his reach vast resources, capacity, ability, capabilities of the spirit made available to him for the common good. You remember? For the common good, like we taught yesterday. Now, stay with me. So, don't get something new you don't get something new when hands are laid on you. It's lack of teaching that makes people always think when they run to a man of God and he touched them, something new entered them. No. When hands are laid on you, nothing new entered you. The only new thing that can enter you is evil spirit. And it cannot enter if Holy Spirit is there. So nothing new. It's lack of teaching that make people sing. Do something new in my life. Something new in my life. The Spirit of God never grows old. He's ever new. And he lives in you forever. If I'm teaching good, say I hear you. There's nothing new God is doing in your life. He did all the new things he needs to do. And he called you a new creation. 
Glory to God. When hands are laid on you, hands laid on you, steer you up to discover the things that are hiding inside. So, when we lay hands on you, the spirit in you steers up. And you know, when you take a spoon and you steer soup, when you steer soup, all the periwinkles, all the bamo, all the stockfish, all the obstacles, crayfish, all of them will start coming out. You see them rearing their head so that you can launch into the deep for a drought. <laughs> eh? The custom officers. <laughs> I never had that one before. You see all of them jumping out. If you don't stir the soup, all you will meet is oil and water. The big boys are underground. And that's why it's not good to fish around shallow waters. Launch into... Uh, even Jesus knows where they are. So when we lay hands on you, what are we doing? We are steering up so that those heavy things... Those heavy armories that you carry inside you as a believer will come to bear so you can engage them for functionality. Somebody shout, I am heavily loaded with all of heaven's resources. I didn't hear a powerful amen. They are called the riches of his grace. What are they called? The, the most wealthiest man on earth is a born again child of God. Once you are born again, you are carrying the wealth of the almighty. So when hands are laid on you, nothing new is added. It only helps you to discover. You learn the things that happened when you got born again. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 again. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1. Mm -mm. Now, concerning spiritual brethren, I will not have you ignorant. There are things a church must teach often. There are things brother Paul majors on. There's so much in the church world today, like I said, singles, mingles, relationships, sex, it is, you find that, that no apostle, no apostle, not even Jesus, made that an emphasis of his ministry. Yet there are, there are men of God who say their ministry is relationship ministry. I've never seen that. I've never seen it anywhere, even in the Old Testament, I didn't see it. Even where people were in dark, you know, in seeing things darkly, in types and shadows. I never saw any prophet who say, I'm a prophet of relationships. Even when they didn't have light. There are churches where their major teaching is relationships. And you know what, what they do? They go and buy secular books from psychologists. Then they look for verses of the Bible that are not well quoted. They pull it out of its root. They cut out scriptures and immorally attach it. It's called scriptural immorality. Because you twisted the Bible and made the Bible say what it is not saying by force. You insulted the intelligence of the Logos. I'm teaching good. Somebody came and said, ah, don't you people preach relationship in power city? I'm gone. <laughs> My people said they told the person, they told her, you must be having a very serious problem. 
for you to go to church and all you want to see is relationships, you must have a problem. No apostle was found teaching all those things. No apostle. Can you imagine coming to Brother Paul's church on a Sunday morning and the message is business tips. To the church in Ephesus. After the lockdown of COVID-19, how to resurface in the apostles church and this is not the first time even under the apostolic era there was famine such that Jerusalem had to send relief yet there is no message on how to survive famine no such message no such message because there are things we don't teach in church but there are things we cannot afford for you to be ignorant of things like spirituals if I'm teaching say I hear you there are major things Christians must learn. Let me quickly say, you don't need to be born again to have a successful marriage. You don't need to. When you are born again, what you have is a godly marriage. A godly marriage. And sometimes, a godly marriage is not necessarily a successful marriage. Sometimes. Because a yardstick that the world gives for success is not the same with God's yardstick. Even the Bible minors on those issues. Now, so concerning things in the spirit, let's teach things in the spirit. Let's teach things concerning Christ. So he says, I will not have you ignorant. He mentions three things. Verse 4. Verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 4. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Same means authors. A-U-T-H-O-S, used for emphasis or distraction. This is one and the same. He used same spirit three times in verse 8. Verse 9, same spirit. Verse 11, all these work at the one and self same spirit all these work at the one and self same spirit so he wants your attention whatever you're going to read will be found in the same place that's why he calls it the same spirit that means all believers are endowed the same way all believers they may not function the same way. But all believers are equally endowed the same way. So now notice. That means if it's the same spirit. If I can speak in tongues. Same spirit. That means I will function in healing. Same spirit. That means I will function in the working of miracles. Same spirit. Same spirit. So let's go back to tongues. There are adjectives we said used for tongues. When we say there are three classifications of the gifts of the spirit. We have tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, utterance. Then we have knowledge, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Knowledge or revelation gifts. Then we have healing, 
working of miracles, gift of healings, power gifts. We said there are aloes and eteros. Keep that. It will come in handy in the days to come. Then he mentions tongues and he uses diverse kinds of tongues. The word there is kinds of tongue or a unique tongue. A unique. Like when you say a native language. A unique, unique tongue. That's the word genus. G-E-N-U-S. Used for a nation, a tongue or a place. Now Jesus called it new tongues. In Mark 16. New tongues. The word kainos. K-A-I-N-O-S. That word is used for something that had not existed till then. New tongues. Kainos. Something that never existed until the day when Jesus said new tongues. It never existed before. Mark 16, 17. Put it up for me on the screen. Mark 16, 17. And this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with what? New tongues. Kainos. They will speak with tongues that have never been used before. They will speak with tongues that have never been used before. He is not speaking about the physical tongue. He is talking about language. The word tongue is the word glossa or the word glossalolia. Simply means communication. Glossalolia. Communication. In other words, he that is born again, he that believes the gospel, will communicate in a way people do not communicate. He that is born again, he that believes the gospel, will communicate in a way people do not communicate. So he uses the word new tongues. Acts chapter 2 verse 4. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with eteros tongues. Eteros. They began to speak with other tongues. Other tongues. Eteros. Different tongues from what was available naturally. A different kind of communication. Mark 16, 17. A new kind of communication. A new kind of communication. First Corinthians 12, 10. First Corinthians 12, 10. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds. Diverse kinds of tongues. Kinds of tongues, like native tongue. That is a unique kind of speaking. A unique kind of speaking. First Corinthians 12, 28. First Corinthians 12, 28. And God has set some in the church. First, apostles. Secondly, prophets. Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles. Then, gifts of healings. Helps. Governments. Diversities of tongues. Same word, genus. It's not in plural. Same word, genus. That we read in First Corinthians 12.10. Kinds of tongues. Like native tongue. Unique kind of speaking. So, tongues definitely in first corinthians 14 are not unknown they are not unknown 
tongues are not unknown. That's why anywhere you see tongues, you see unknown is in italics because they are not unknown. Tongues also are not somebody's language. Tongues is not someone's language that you find yourself speaking. There's no Bible teaching that agrees with that. Tongues is not any human being's language. Because until you agree with this, you will not understand interpretation of tongues where we are about to go to. You will not understand the interpretation of tongues if you do not understand that tongues is not any human language. Tongue is not someone's language that you are speaking. And this is what causes confusion with tongues. They hear people say that there are different kinds of tongues. Some tongues of angels, some tongues of men. But I know all the time, angels appeared and spoke to people. The people did not need interpretation. Everywhere angels spoke to people, they never needed interpretation. Because angels didn't speak tongues. They spoke the people's language. So there's nothing like tongues of angels. So when Paul mentioned tongues of angels, he was using a hyperbole, a figure of speech. So now, in 1 Corinthians 14, remember always, please remember always, the epistles explain doctrinal issues. Write that down in capital letters. The epistles explains doctrinal issues. Don't ever forget that. That will be a good key for you in understanding scripture. The epistles explains doctrinal issues. Things that Jesus did, things that the apostles did in the book of Acts, will be explained in the epistles. Things that Jesus did in the four gospels, things that the apostles did in the book of Acts, will be explained in the epistles. That is in the epistles, you have clearer understanding of what happened. Oh yeah, brother Paul did a good job. Oh, thank God for brother Paul. I remember back those days when R.W. Schoenberg was alive. He would preach and preach and preach and say, Oh my goodness, when I get to heaven, I'm going to walk up to brother Paul and I will say to brother Paul, Preach to me for 2,000 years, will you, brother? <laughs> they preach to me. I'm sure he's in heaven now with brother Paul. Maybe brother Paul has preached the first or second 2,000 years for him. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank God for brother Paul. Look at 1 Corinthians 14 too. That begins to sort out all the confusion around tongues. For he that speaketh in tongue, speaketh not unto men, circle. Not unto men. So tongues can never be human language. He speaks not unto men, but unto God. Why? For no man understandeth him. If tongue was human language, how will no man understand? Even if one man does not understand, the other will understand. But this one, it says, no man. That is, this tongue does not operate in the realm of human speakings. It's a new kind of language. No man understandeth. Next verse. No man understandeth. Put that scripture up. Verse 2. No man understandeth. How be it in underline in the spirit 
How be it? So this language is only spoken where? In the spirit. In the spirit. The word tongues is glossololia. It can be singular. But most times it's, they use plural. So every time you find the word tongue and has S, is plural used for communication. So number one, understanding of tongues is not to speak to men. Number one, understanding of tongues is not to speak to men. So that takes it away from being people's language. He is not speaking to men, he's speaking to God. Why doesn't he speak to men? He explains, for no man understands. So that means tongues is not the regular human communication. Because if human beings spoke tongues as human language, languages are taken from human understanding. So if tongue was human language, humans will understand it. But in this case, no man understandeth him. How be it? In the spirit. So tongues are spoken where? In the spirit. He speaketh mysteries. The word mysteries is the Greek word musterion. Mus, M-U-S-T-E-R-I-O-N. Musterion means open secret. That is something being said that requires explanation. Something being said that requires what? Explanation. Just like the Old Testament was a mystery that needs explanation. <laughs> the Old Testament was a mystery that needs explanation. So, tongue is a mystery. It has been spoken, but it needs to be explained. And that will go in when we begin to talk about interpretation tomorrow also so tongues is a mystery when it is spoken it comes out as a musterion an open secret and its explanation it's not mysterious tongues are not mysterious is mystery there's a difference between mystery and mysterious mysterious means we don't know mystery means it requires explanation that means we know the person speaking knows what he's speaking The person speaking tongues knows what he is speaking. The person speaking tongues knows what he is speaking. So that is why he that speaks should pray to explain. In the spirit where he is, he is speaking mystery. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. 14, 4. He that speaketh in tongue edifieth himself. So all this explanation lets you know it's not someone's language somewhere. Prayer is to God. But in a congregation, when you speak in tongues, interpret so that people can say amen. But if you are using it for devotion, nobody needs to say amen. Amen is only needed when people 
are part of it. First Corinthians 14 4. When I pray in tongues, look at it. He that speaketh in an in, in tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. When I pray in tongues, what is praying? Eh? My spirit. Can you pray in tongues for 10 seconds? Everybody. Amen. Remember, the spirit enables. In other words, the spirit was given to you to enable you speak. That means everybody born again has the enablement to speak in tongues. Everybody. To enable you speak supernaturally. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 14.2 He says, How be it in the spirit? He speaketh mysteries. When you speak in tongues, what you did was that you spoke in the spirit. When I say you spoke in the spirit, in other words, what am I saying? You spoke where? In Christ. You spoke where? In Christ. So when you speak in tongues, you're speaking where? In Christ or where? In the spirit. In the spirit. So when brother Paul was saying, make sure you interpret, he was talking about ministry to the local church. But when you are praying by yourself, you don't need to interpret anything because you know what you're saying. I can't speak in tongue and be looking for interpretation. Me that is speaking it, I know what I am saying. The only person that needs interpretation is the person hearing me. Oh, don't miss the next few days. You start interpreting tongues. That's what we teach. Teaching brings you to where you function. Is that true? Yeah. I don't need to interpret tongues to myself because inside me I know what I'm saying. The only person who doesn't know what I'm saying is you. So I interpret what I'm saying so you can be edified if it concerns you. Brother Paul says I speak in tongues more than you all. <laughs> if it was human language, you would not say I speak more than all of you. It's because it's supernatural. I speak in tongues. In fact, he boasted. He said, all of you put together. When they gather all the tongues you spoke, it's not half of my own. <laughs> That's serious. I mean, this guy spoke in tongues everywhere. He wakes up, he's speaking. He's sleeping, he's speaking. He's walking, he's speaking. He's driving, he's speaking. He spoke all the time. And when you speak in tongues, you speak mystery. And when you speak mystery, you have understanding. You begin to speak things that ordinary men cannot, cannot understand. That's why brother Peter, we say, we know our brother Paul. He spoke in tongues more than all of them. So he taught things that were too hard for them to understand. <laughs> we, we know our brother Paul. How that he spoke things that were too hard to be understood. Somebody shout hallelujah. So definitely, tongues can't be more than one. They cannot be more than one. It's one. 
So he said, I use the gift of tongues that I have more than all of you. More than everyone put together. Amen? I said amen. Say with me, I have the spirit. The spirit is life. The spirit enables and because I am enabled, I speak in tongues. Say, I am enabled by the spirit. Therefore, I speak in tongues. Somebody said, but Dr. Damien, I do not speak in tongues because you don't want to speak. The day you got born again, the spirit gave you utterance. The utterance doesn't come when you pray. It came along with salvation. The utterance came waiting for the day you decide to speak. So from the day you receive Christ, if you didn't speak in tongues, it's by choice or by ignorance. Maybe you were functioning as idiotes. <laughs> Say, I'm not an idiotis. I'm growing in knowledge. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Say, I speak in tongues. Say it again. Say, I speak in tongues unapologetically. Amen. Say, I'm a believer. These signs follow me. I speak in tongues unapologetically. Stand on your feet. That's all I've got for you tonight. See, I'm not ashamed of speaking in tongues. See, I'm not speaking gibberish. I'm speaking in tongues. It may sound like gibberish to somebody, but it means everything to me. I speak in tongues. Zakolatabaya. Let's pray in tongues for a few seconds as, as we get ready to close this service. In case you are here, you are not confident of what tongues you are speaking. Now speak with confidence. Praise you, Father. Agamaso, 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 Agamaso. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we rejoice that tonight we have the opportunity to keep learning and growing and abounding in the knowledge of all you have made available to us. So I decree that nobody here is denied access to understanding. In the name of Jesus. Revelation grows big in your heart, grows big in your mind. The revelation of your realities in Christ and your function in them effectively. In the name of Jesus. Barriers are broken. Obstacles are terminated. Sick bodies be healed. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Go ahead and give Jesus some celebration. Glory! Glory! Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. You're warming up, you're waking up, you're warming up, you're waking up. The spirit enables. Can you sense some enablement? Go ahead and rejoice this night and this. 
tonight as we honor Christ, honor the work of Christ, honor our mission on earth to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. All partners and friends, thank you for continually giving to this ministry. Through your giving, we're able to do the, the things we do all over the world. And we want you to know that your giving, God is not unrighteous to forget because it's a labor of love for the saints. And as you minister and continue to minister, God is not unrighteous to forget that labor. And we thank you and appreciate and honor you all. Banking details are on the screen, both on social media, on television, radio audience. Mr. Michael Bush will read the accounts for you in the next two minutes or so as we connect with the other studio in Ask the Counselor. Lift your offerings up, Father. We rejoice tonight as we give in faith. We give with joy. Our offerings are a sweet smell before you tonight. And we rejoice that through our givings, the gospel continues to, 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 to break forth into new frontiers. Men are coming to the knowledge of the truth. Disciples are being raised all over the world. And we thank you for the honor of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And every believer sees a powerful amen. Praise God. You don't want to go away because we're joining as a counselor in the next one or two minutes. But everywhere in the building, you'll find your way to the pulpit. Drop your offerings. Hit the music. Let's do it as we worship and give tonight. Glory to God forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you. 
working for me. Christmas is working for me. Come on, say, I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry. Things are working for me. Come on, things are lining, things are shaking. Hallelujah, things are working for me. And I don't have to worry. Thank you for coming to church and thank you for staying tuned. Up next, ask the counselor and especially for the radio audience the announcement that we always put out at this point in time. The three bank accounts, they all have one name, Power City International, but of course, I'll start on this edition with Zenith. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. That is for Zenith. The account name remains Power City International. Quickly, UBA, number two, 139, 26, 465. 139, 26, 465. That's account number number two, and that is still named Power City International. Of course, the last one, certainly not the least, is FCMB, and you find that. 2982-68-2028. That's announcement number one. Announcement number two, quickly, quickly. I'm just looking at the studio clock, just coming to half past the hour in Uyo, Nigeria. And um, that's during the live session here. And all we may have to, uh, on this edition will just be some 10 minutes or thereabouts for phone calls. So you want to call, plus two, three, four, if you're doing from outside the country. Otherwise, it's 0806 800 9939. Want to SMS? Plus 234 again. Otherwise, it's 0703 691 8642. Or you just quickly send an email or two to ask the counselor now at gmail.com. For sponsorship, for support, for partnership, all you need to do is call up. Plus 234 again if you're doing from outside the country. Otherwise, it's 0803 275 6104 or you email Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. Dr. There, of course, is dear. My name is Michael Bush. I'm your anchor. I'm joined by my producer who's ever present. That is Pastor IG Equere, complete with his production team. Put your hands together for us. Okay, there's of course also Global Mama. Put that your knee, your hands for her. Global Mama is in church. Mama Rachel Damina, and then we will not forget the resident pastor, Pastor Preso Kuhn, and his dear wife, Elder Uyeme. 
I know the size of that applause is waiting to grow heavier and thicker as I introduce a prolific writer, international televangelist, also radio broadcaster of repute. He is on radio almost 12 hours every day. Help me welcome Joe Baba, Dr. Ebel Damina. Intercontinental Mr. Bush. So good to have you here this you night. It's for both of us. Global Baba. <laughs> Global Baba, okay, we get, yes. um, uh, we get down and yep. we start with the traditional opener on the program. A prayer for our world, for our continent, for our country, for our states and our church. Let's pray together. Father, we rejoice that we have answers to prayer guaranteed in Christ Jesus. So we thank you for Kwaibom State. We thank you for the governor, his, his family, the executive cabinet of this state. Thank you for every citizen of Akwaibom. Thank you for Nigeria. Thank you for the rest of our world. We decree that the gospel continues to thrive. The purpose of God keeps finding expression as ministers are raised, disciples are equipped, and the good news of Jesus is proclaimed more than ever before. Thank you for the blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Global Bible spent uh, last night in uh, Canada. So we're going to be starting from Canada with some two anonymous entries. Global Baba, I would be glad if you would grant me audience for discussion on some of your stations, like Jesus wasn't sacrificed to God, the law wasn't from God, God doesn't give things, and we shouldn't tell anyone to confess the lordship of Jesus when they believe the gospel. I need clarifications on these assertions because scriptures seem to say otherwise, like Ephesians 5.2 and Hebrews 9.14, that say Jesus was an offering and sacrifice to God for our sins. Well, again, I think you need time. You need to calm down and take time. First of all, Soteria season 6 addresses to whom was the price of sin paid. If it was God, then it means God is a kidnapper. It means it was God that enslaved us. It means it was God that set us up to sin so that he can punish us. That would be very, 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 very funny. So the price of sin was not paid to God because it is not God that held us captive. The Bible tells us who held us captive. For by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And for that all have sinned. So to whom was the price of sin paid for? I mean paid to. It was paid to sin itself so that man is freed from the captivity of sin. However, to get through the details of that discourse, you need Soteria season 6, which is about 35-40 hours of intensive teaching on the price of sin. Then the second question, uh, the second issue he raised... Um, he raised um, the issue of uh, the second question. I'll just get that out now. Just get that out. And the last yeah. one, just um, before you get the second one. The last one he said, I said you shouldn't uh, confess the Lordship of Jesus. Then you've never listened to me at all. Because that means you're not listening well. There's no way I will ask you not to confess the lordship of Jesus because it is his lordship that gets you saved. Okay, that God doesn't give things. Okay, that God doesn't give, give things. things. Yes, God doesn't give things. I mean, some of the richest people on earth don't even care about God. They don't know God, yet they have all the things. They have jets, they have yachts, they have the best cars because that's not God's ultimate. The ultimate of God is he gave you his son. And by the kind of things we are teaching today, by the gift of his son, he gave you his spirit, which is his life. 
and that is the ultimate God can ever give to anybody. No, but what about the two scriptures he quoted about Ephesians 5.2 and Hebrews 9.14? Well, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2, put it up. Let me see what it says. Ephesians 5.2. And walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savour. So the sacrifice was not paid to God. But after the sacrifice was paid to sin, the sacrifice now became a sweet savor to God But because it became the means through which man who is God's target is restored to God. Okay, there's no need to look at Hebrews 9.14. Can we, we can also, look at it. Hebrews 9.14, please. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So offered himself to God doesn't mean he paid himself to God. Offered himself simply means after he has paid sin, he appeared before God and said, everything has been completed. Man can now be restored in union with God. Okay, Global Baba, we proceed now to yet another entry still coming from Canada. By the way, Canada is in the Americas, in the northern part of America. And from there, we'll get into still um, another part of Northern America, and that will be the United States in a moment. But right now, still from Canada. Hello, Global Baba, please. I want to know from which spirit that those who still receive their messages or revelations or their prophecies under the law do so. Thank you for answering me. Well, of course, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God moved through the prophet, and the prophet majorly prophesied concerning the sufferings of Christ and the glory that will fall. No, but our first caller is on the line. It behoves us to hear him for you, to hear it for him or her. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the program. Your name, where you calling from? Okay, I am Ian I'm calling from Potapot. Okay, Ian fire on. Okay, um, please, I need clarity on um, uh, Genesis chapter 11. We are the people who are trying to build the Tower of Babel to reach unto God. And in the course, they were, they were frustrated as uh, they began to speak with different languages. Now, there's this uh, general belief that that was uh, we are... Uh, the era of uh, different languages began in the world. So I want to really understand if that belief is true or whether this scenario was not literal. Well, uh, that was where it actually started. Human civilization started from the Tower of Babel. I would recommend for you my teaching series for full details and explanation why things happen the way they happen on the earth. Season 1 and Season 2. That will help you with all the details and exegesis. But yes, that is actually where it started from. Okay, from there, we'll go straight to the United States of America, still in the northern part of the Americas. Global Baba, I've been dealing with fear with how God relates with me, especially with thoughts of uh, head teachings. You know, from how God is love, and I know this, but I just have a wrong misconception about God. I want to know what and how he thinks consistently about me, if I think wrong about him. Also, I thought that Satan wanted to be like God, and then fear came in. I started mixing things up about God with the devil, thinking that God is angry with me. So, I know this sounds funny, but I heard a message from you talking about the fact that it was not what happened, and there was nothing like that, and that Satan never wanted to be like God. 
that he wanted to be like man, but that mindset, that mindset had affected me. I just need to know how God relates with me if it is dependent on my thoughts, especially when people say relationship with God makes it look as if everywhere you live. Even in my Bible study, fear has come in also, Global Baba, and when I got introduced to their teachings, it really helped me to an extent, but I still see that wrong mindset, especially with these thoughts. Thank you, sir. I do this from the United States of America. Well, you will need time. You will need time, and not just time. You will need to invest quality time into learning, into listening to the things we teach, into studying your Bible along with me as I teach, and making notes. You can't be casual about it, because... What, what has been built into you took so many years. And if it's going to be corrected, you have to be intentional about learning. So now, let me quickly help you. God does not think about you based on how you think about him. You are not the model. God is not copying you. God is not taking a cue from you. You are not the one in charge. He is the one in charge. So he does not look at you to determine how he relates with you. He relates with you based on who he is, irrespective of you, independent of you. The greatest cue you can take from God is this. God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So I recommend that you really take time and listen to our teachings very intentionally and listen to the entire series so that you can have a renewing of your mind. You know, Global Baba, sometimes when I listen to some of the questions, some of, the, some of them that they call in or some that I ask, I always wonder what will happen with them, to them, when, um, as the counselor is no longer on air. Well, <laughs> okay. This next caller. Hello. Uh, good evening. Many thanks for joining us. Your name, where you calling from? Uh, this is... Oh, oh. oh. Okay. So, wait. Um, you, you can just call back, but let's still stay on Global Baba in the United States of America. Kingdom blessings to you, Global Baba, and the Intercontinental, Mr. Michael Bush. Blessing God for your labor of love. I'm calling, so, Safo. I live in the United States. I have two questions that I'm believing for, I'm believing God for an answer. One, I know that the born-again man has now obtained mercy from God according to 1 Peter 2.10. But how did God have to show mercy on Epaphroditus for his healing when he got sick? In Philippians 2.27, can you please explain? Can one say to the believer, may God show you mercy when they already have obtained it? Well, again, that mercy there has to do with the healing, the operation of of god's healing mercy of god's you know uh, healing mercy that's what he was talking about and if you observe carefully he obtained it because brother paul prayed for him so again has to do with healing it's just the use of language i'll come back to calling to Safo in the united states of america first though this caller hello welcome to the program where are you calling from yeah my name is joe i'm calling from Okay. What a place to call Please, from. Papa. <laughs> Good evening. Bless you. Thank you for calling from my road. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Papa, I have two questions, actually. I wanted to ask this. Okay. Yeah, my, my first question has to do with fasting. Okay. Uh, yes, I want to know what is the meaning of fasting? Why do we have to fast? Okay, that's the first and question. And my... Yes, and my second question has to do with speaking in tongues. Okay. You know, in Indian religion churches that didn't preach Christ also speak in tongues. So I want to know if their tongues are real. Okay. So I get your two questions. So the first one is fasting. 
You know, when I say people don't have to fast for power, people just get angry at once. <laughs> they don't even wait for me to land. That's how wicked religion is. It gives you that feeling that if you have to punish yourself, punish your body, make your body feel pain, give yourself stomach ulcer, then God will be merciful. That's very wicked. That's religion. Fasting is not a teaching, a doctrinal teaching in the New Testament. There's no verse of the New Testament that teaches fasting. But fasting is mentioned in passing. Where Brother Paul will say, in fastings often, talking about persecution, that sometimes he gets persecuted, and where he is because of persecution, there's no food. So he turns it to fastings often. Now, but you will also see where the apostles fasted and prayed in Acts chapter 13. But you will not see a doctrinal teaching on fasting. Why? Because fasting does not give power. Fasting does not get God to do anything. Fasting is a self-help. It's a device to help yourself. When you start getting distracted, when you start getting too busy, and you need to take out time of consecration to prayer, then you fast so that you can concentrate and bring your body under discipline so you can focus to pray. In fact, the Bible even says, Brother Peter, talking about husband and wife, he said, if husband and wife must fast, they must agree first. And that they must agree on how long they fast. And immediately the fast is over, they should break it quickly and get back together. So Satan does not tempt them. So it shows you that fasting is not a doctrine. It's a self-help device to help the believer in the New Testament. Then on speaking in tongues, what about churches that speak in tongues? Are they all of God? Well, I do not have the ministry of going around to find out which tongues are of God and which ones are not of God. But I know that once a man is born of the Spirit of God, he speaks godly tongues. Global Baba, we have another caller. Hello. Hello, good evening. Many thanks for joining us. Your name, where you calling from? Yeah, my name is uh, Oibo. Oibo, calling from Lagos. Go ahead, Oibo. Yeah, I just want to uh, say a big uh, thank you, Papa, for your message and your word. And if I continue, I thank you for anchoring this program all the time. Yeah. Without no stress. Thank God for the grace of God and the strength upon you people. Okay, Papa is my... Just a prayer request with Papa was um, as an issue on ground, which is very strong, which I've been praying for hours for God to just deliver me, and uh, which I know is well able to deliver, just to, for Papa to just agree with me as an apostle to join me on the prayer because of the issue. I don't want an embarrassment, just very short. So I, I want it in a way that. Before next week, the issue is resolved. Just for Papa to join the prayer with me. It's just about finance. It's what about about five, ten million. And just like I can able to get the kingdom. I've been praying around for three hours, praying in tongues. Just Papa to just join me as an apostle. Thank Wait. you, Papa. Oh, you both listen. Right now, as you're listening to the sound of my voice, you already have a way of escape. There's a way Amen. of escape for you. There's Amen. a way of escape. Amen. So receive direction. Amen. Receive direction Amen. so you know exactly where to step into for escape. Amen. And in the name of Jesus, you will not be embarrassed. Amen. Grace is upon you. Amen. You are delivered from every wicked strategy of the enemy. Amen.
totally delivered. Amen. Now receive that deliverance in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Global Baba. Yes. Let's get back to the United States. Uh, Colin Sosafo has been hanging on for a long time. So, what's the difference, Global Baba, between the glory upon and the glory within? First Peter four fourteen talks about the glory upon. Colossians 1.27 talks about the glory within. Please, Global Baba, what is the difference? Thank you. Well, the glory within is Christ in you. The glory upon is a manifestation of Christ in you to be a blessing to other people. Global Baba, let's now leave the continent of the Americas and head straight to Europe. Two anonymous entries on that continent, then we run to Asia. But right now, thank you, Dr. Dominan. God bless you for your great labor in the world. It's an honor to be part of this ministry. My questions. One, two, three. First go, this caller. Hello. Hello. Hello, good evening. Many thanks for joining us. You know where you're calling from? My name is Subong. I'm calling from you. Obong, fire on. Good evening. Good evening, Global Papa. Good evening, Obong. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Pastor. My question is, when these two guys that went to church and they got born again, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So they started speaking in tongues immediately, and they were so excited speaking in tongues. So after church, they were speaking in tongues till when they got to the main road. And they stopped a taxi driver and spoke in tongues to that taxi driver. The man opened the door and they entered. So they said that the man dropped them exactly where they were going to. Without them telling the man, they only spoke in tongues to the man. So I want to know, I want to understand what really happened in that case. Well, no, you know, sometimes I don't envy you. <laughs> I don't envy you at all. <laughs> what happened in that case? The man took them to where they're going without them telling, them, telling him where they're going and dropped them exactly where they're supposed to drop without them telling him where they're going. It's a walking of miracles. It's a walking of miracles. Global Yeah. Okay, so we'll get back to the continent of Europe. The anonymous entry continues now. Did God partner Satan in destroying the world in the time of Noah? Because the Bible says that Satan is the one that kills and destroys and steals. So did God partner Satan in the sense that he told him, I am saving my people, Noah building an ark? I'm very confused. I mean, how did Satan and God's plan come to meet like that? How did Satan know he was needed after the ark had been closed by God? Just like you said, you are confused. So how you get out of confusion is, listen very carefully, God and Satan don't work together at all. God never works with Satan. So what happened in the case of, of Noah? It was a type of the preaching of the gospel. Those who believe are saved. Those who believe not are condemned. The same thing happening today when we preach and people believe they are saved. Those who reject the gospel, when the trumpet sounds, will be totally destroyed. That's what happened in the day of Noah. And so in the day of Noah, Noah preached for 120 years. And nobody believed, only his family. And his family entered the ark. The door was closed. And those who did not believe the gospel did not enter the ark. So they had to be destroyed. Because if you reject God, God cannot force you. He will have to leave you 
And when God is away from you, the resultant effect is destruction. So it's not like God and Satan were working together. It's man and Satan that worked together to reject God's plan. And God had to leave them alone. And when God was absent, Satan dealt with man. I last met one caller. Hello. Hello, good evening. Many thanks for joining us. Where are you calling from? Israel is my name. I call from New Jerusalem, off from Wainba Road. By your own. Uh, please, uh, my question is, uh, some days ago, I listened to Papa by teaching about uh, bringing, the, bringing God into bottles. And this have been, has been one of the things that have, uh, one of the teaching in some doctrine, teaching, some doctrine teaching in some churches where they try to deviate the mindset of people not to have, not, not to believe God by his word, rather by materials like handkerchief, holy water, and the rest of the thing. Although I know that the truth is bitter and change is also pain. My question now is, uh, does he, uh, Papa doesn't think that he is now uh, decreasing um, uh, for the uh, please excuse me does, Papa doesn't think that he is now reducing the price of this man because these men are using this to make money is he not depreciating the currency in their own ministries Thanks. This man is a troublesome man. <laughs> <laughs> Intercontinental answer him. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, but I, no, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Perhaps that is what you call non-essential. This question is a non-essential question. That's what I told you. He's yes. looking for trouble. No, non-essential question. Okay, so let's uh, continue with that anonymous entry uh, from the continent of Europe. Global Baba with Sodom and Gomorrah, was it the same thing too, as in God partnering Satan to save lots and no, his family? No, God wasn't partnering Satan. Sodom and Gomorrah, the gospel was given to them. Lot was there preaching day and night, day and night, and they rejected the gospel. God doesn't force people. That's why if you observe, the Bible says, and the day Lot left, it rained fire. Because the absence of Lot was the absence of God. Just like the absence of Noah from Noah's world was the absence of God. The moment he entered the ark, the flood came. So all of those are types and shadows of us preaching the gospel today. And if you reject the gospel, you will face destruction. If you accept the gospel, you will be saved. Again, that's why Jesus would say, like it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man, because those were types and shadows of what we're doing today and what will happen at the end of the world. Okay, finally from that, about the violence taken in by force, Global Baba, spoken by Jesus. Was it about praying violently? Or? No, no, no. The violence taken in by force, it was John the Baptist talking, I mean, Jesus talking about the kingdom of God is made available. Only those that are violent will find their, press their way into the kingdom. It's not a prayer style. It's not a prayer method. It's not a machine gun prayer. Do -do 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 -do. No, it's just finding your way into the kingdom and receiving the gospel. That's what he was talking about. Our last entry, and still anonymous, coming from Europe on this edition of the program, Global Baba, who is responsible for death of a person? Is it God or the devil? Please, can you give me verses? Thank you, sir. The person is responsible for his death. It's not God, it's not the devil. It's the person himself. Because you make choices, you make choices, 
You develop lifestyles that ultimately bring disease, cut you short, or bring you to a place where you get infected and, you know, incurable diseases. So, it's choices. For example, you're smoking, you're drinking, and you, you do not check what effect it's having on your system. You know, or you're eating salt, you're eating oil, you're eating sugar. All those things have their own effect on the human body. And when your body can no more take it, then your body will have to quit. So actually, it is men by choices that determine how long they stay or how short they stay. It's not God or Satan. Death and life ultimately is in the power of the tongue. Okay, Global Papa, from Europe, I was going to head to Asia, but there's no way. So I just dash quick one to Australia as we round off and then spend the night there. Hello, Global Baba. Blessings and greetings to you and the entire team. May the love of God continue to strengthen you all. Such amazing and wonderful work you all do. My name is Naomi, currently in Canberra in Australia. My question is, do you have an assembly anywhere in Australia? Secondly, how can I partner your ministry? Glory, kind regards. Wow, well, we will make sure our coordinator reaches out to you on campus and on partnership, our office will reach out to you. But thank you for letting us know you're there and thank you for willing to partner with us. Bless you. Okay, Global Bible Camp Full Cyclone on this edition of the program. Tomorrow is another day. It's 30 days of glory for 2021. My name is Michael Bush. My producer, Pastor IJ Quere, complete with the production team, and everyone else joins me to bring on Global Baba. Dr. Abel Davina. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. What a blessing. It's been another wonderful time tonight. Thank you for, for always making yourself available. We appreciate and honor you. And everybody that has given us the opportunity to bring you the word of God, to bring you the grace of God online on television, radio audience, we're so glad. And everybody in the congregation here tonight, always a joy to serve you the grace of God. Now remember tomorrow we're back here at 6 p.m. GMT plus one and the church doors are open at 5.30 and the service begins at quarter to six as we continue with Soteria season eight. Let me also remind the audience on radio in Akwaibom, 9 to 10 tonight, Inspiration FM. We're live there and 10 to 12, Heritage FM. Tomorrow morning, 5.45 a.m., XLFM. Good morning, Akwaibom. 11 to 1, Radio Akwaibom. 1 to 3, XLFM. 3 to 5, Passion FM. And we're back here at 6 p.m. on Comfort FM tomorrow evening. And until tomorrow, enjoy the grace of Christ and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen.